You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. We are about to break the surly bonds of gravity and punch the face of God. I wish I was a little Left Jab Productions present Edge of Sports Radio, where sports and politics collide. And now your host, Dave Zarn. The Shmada Kid. Boom! Edge of Sports Radio, where sports and politics collide. I'm Dave Zarn. Joined as always by a man who would have failed out of the University of North Carolina even if he was an athlete, Dan Baker, DB, a man who would fail out of school even amidst academic fraud. How do you do it? He's got nothing, ladies and gents. All right, joined by the coach coming out. How you doing, coach? Clearly, you must be talking from experience, huh? Oh, are you kidding me? The school I went to, man, everybody was taking easy classes. That's the craziest thing about this. They're like, look at the fraud. Athletes were steered to easy classes. Man, we all tried to take easy classes. Yeah. Whoa, 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 whoa. All of us. Back up. Who said you were an athlete, which you weren't? I said we all of us, not just athletes. Uh, I want to make everybody. it clear that you all were not an athlete. All of us. Find me a school that has requirements, and there are fewer and fewer schools that do this at this point. But and find me a student that doesn't try to take something like I did, like physics for poets or <laughs> beginners astronomy, mm-hmm. like something to just get that science thing out of the way. Man, this is a, a scapegoating witch hunt. Roy Williams is a saint. Rashard McCants, unappreciative of everything that UNC did for him. Wow. I am I am being completely Wow. I'm serious right now. Mean Mark Barry, how you doing, Mean Mark? I'm doing great. I, I want to call you out. How are you feeling about your Super Bowl picks right now? Not great. Bengals, yeah. Bears, hitting a bit of a schneid, a, a snag, if as, you will. As a Bears fan, I say, w- welcome to this. This is what I deal with every year. And the Bengals as well. My goodness. Ooh. I mean, that game against the Colts getting shut so up. I don't feel great about it. But at the same time, as we're going to see with the NBA, it's very easy to pick chalk in sports. Mm-hmm. And you can end. You know what? The question is, can you pick outside the chalk and look credible? Right now, I don't in the NFL. But we'll see if I can in the National Basketball Association because that's our show today. We are going to be talking NBA. This is our NBA preview show. Everything NBA, backwards, forwards, from the sides. And we're going to be talking to Ben Shapiro about the World Series. And if there's time, I also want to talk about this UNC stuff because this is the place where sports and politics collide. And nothing exposes the rot of for-profit amateurism quite like this UNC story and the mass academic fraud that has been taking place there. Nothing. But what I hope is that it's not seen as just like a couple of bad apples and then the NCAA gets to actually solve the problem, but as a call for real reform. I'm not holding my breath. But first, we got to go to break. We'll be back right after this. 
Edge of Sports Radio with Dave Zirin. We'll return after this. Dave Zirin returns on Edge of Sports Radio, where sports and politics collide. Boom, we're back here on Edge of Sports Radio. We have less than a week to go before the start of the 2014-2015 National Basketball Association season. Already a lot of political fish in the kettle, full kettle of political fish. The Adam Silver reign. He's saying he does not want racist owners in his sport anymore. Sorry, Bruce Levinson. Sorry, Donald Sterling. A lot going on there. Also, it looks like the league is about to be worth an untold number of billions of dollars. Will the players get their share? All of these questions hanging out there. Yet, what predicates all of this is the product on the court. And in that regard, I think this is going to be a very interesting season because never have I seen a season quite as, the word I'll use is chalky, as this one, where it looks like, I mean, almost to a professional wrestling degree, (laughs) that people are slotted already for awards and for the NBA Finals. And the question really becomes is, do you take the chalk or do you take the field? So we're going to play chalk and field before we talk, and then we're going to end by talking about who we think is going to make the playoffs from the Eastern and Western Conference. So chalk or field? I'm going to go right down the list here. Coach, you ready? Talk to me. And uh, Dan, are you playing or what? Thumbs up. I'm playing. All right, good. All right, so we'll go. Uh, Dan, you're gonna have to, you're gonna bat third, man. You're gonna be the power hitter. All right, so start with you, coach. It looks so much like the chalk. What everyone expects, huge polls, all the predictions is that we're looking at a San Antonio Spurs, Cleveland Cavaliers. NBA Finals. Coach, do you take that chalk or do you take a different prediction? Different prediction. Talk to me. Uh, you don't know. say. <laughs> My God. Bold, <laughs> bold stand. This is why people pay for serious. I, I come out FM. strong, baby. You don't have to worry about me. You know what I'm saying? I don't straddle the fence. <laughs> Uh, I got a dark horse. Are we doing that? Well, I'm saving for later. I'm just. Uh, hey, w- no, who do you like in the NBA Finals? You don't. Are we say going that there already? Already, we're, we're starting there. All right. I'm, well, <laughs> just because I'm going, I'm going to go chalk. I'm going to go, and I can't believe I'm saying this. Charlotte Hornets in the that's NBA right. Finals. That's right, baby. In the that's NBA right. Finals. NBA Finals. Like it, there we go. Just going out on a limb and right. going into outer space. Again. <laughs> are you Against. kidding me? Michael Against Jordan in the Finals. The L.A. Clippers. So you're picking a Hornets-Clippers finals. That's right. If you can go Bengals-Bears in football, I can go Hornets-Clippers. No, that's not even in the same discussion. How do you possibly justify the Charlotte Hornets in the NBA finals? No one on planet Earth is making that (laughs) prediction. No one on the Charlotte Hornets is making this. When they have a list of team goals in Charlotte, they're like higher than a six seed. That's the team goal in Charlotte. Uh, Are you kidding me? I, 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 you know what? I'm looking at them. Two things that, sh- that jump out one uh, about them. I, I dig Jefferson, Kimball Walker, Stevenson, Gerald Henderson, Kid Gilchrist. I, I really what, dig Noah Vonley. Uh, your man, your pick last year for Rookie of the Year may may get Most Improved Award. And Cody Cody Zeller, PJ Harrison can fill it. What? So the the, the overlying thing Why do you that have I to see about this me team. About my Cody Zeller pick. Go on, right. please. The overlying thing I see about this team. They are athletic, 
and they can put the ball in the basket, and that oh is something that God. you can all oh, that you can never discount. You just picked a team where two of the first four players you named were Lance Stevenson and Gerald Henderson, and you said mm-hmm. they're going to be in the NBA. I mean. I don't even know what to say to you. The Clippers pick <laughs> is at least defensible. We don't have to talk about. It. I, I, I'm I'm stunned. I am. I have been speechless three times in my life. Birth of first child. Birth of second child. Now, <laughs> that's the three moments. It's a proud moment. For yes, you, I'm, I'm very proud. proud of that moment. If the yeah. Charlotte Hornets make the NBA Finals, oh, I go. pledge to you <laughs> that I will take one of my socks, right. chop it up real nice. Put it inside a fluffy frittata and eat it on the air. I will eat a frittata sock on the air. This will be forever archived. Yeah, exactly. My God. (laughs) Mark Barry, who do you like in the NBA Finals? Get the taste of that out of my mouth. Well, I feel less weird about me right now. It's like I I, I like the Clippers. I like the Steve Ballmer coronation, Doc Rivers, mm. triumvirate, bringing that whole thing. That triumph make, thing. Exactly. Make, making the whole $2 billion seem worth it. I I mean, my, my, my surprise team, I, I, I don't have the guts to pick the Raptors to go in from the East. I really like the Raptors. Uh, They're I, very likable. I think Valanciunas is going to have a big step forward. I like what they've uh, brought in James Johnson from uh, Memphis and Lou Williams to kind of shore up some of that bench. I'm going to have to go with Cleveland. I think I think it's going to be uh, the Clippers and the Cavs in the finals. Clippers, Cavs. If I had any guts, if I had the same guts to pick the Hornets, I would have picked the, the <laughs> no, Raptors, no. but I don't, I don't do it. No, I no, no. no. It. So you're going chalky with the Cavs, a little off the track with the Clippers. Mm-hmm. Please keep in mind that in a poll of NBA executives, 72% picked the Clippers, I mean the, the, uh, the Spurs, to go to the NBA finals from the West. So People have much more faith institutionally in the Spurs than the Clippers, despite all the changes. Yes. That's why I put them at so chalky a level. What about you, Dangerous Dan? Who do you like in the NBA Finals? Well, I think it's odd that 70% or 72% of, of GMs are saying that it's the Spurs when they've never repeated. They, I don't even True. know if they've come close reaching even the NBA Finals. I don't no. believe they have after they won it all. So no, I'm not going to go them. It's easy for me not to pick them if you're going to give me the field. I'm going to go with the Warriors because I think they have Whoa. the MVP of the season in Steph Curry on their team, and it's going to be the Warriors against... I, I want to believe in the Bulls. Right. I want to believe in Derrick Rose, but you can't count a season on someone who might not be healthy. True. I want to go with the Wizards because I love what they have and it would be so awesome to see Paul Pierce back in the finals, but I'm going to go Cleveland. I think they have enough pieces, enough veteran leadership they brought in, and at the end of the day, that trifecta is just too damn good. Okay, you know what? I, I It's interesting, the Warriors pick, because I, I would love to slam you with the same degree that I slam Coach with that idiotic Charlotte pick. But no offense, oh, coach. But, but, but I have to re- recall that I picked the Warriors a year ago uh-huh. to play the... So it's like... The, but Steve Kerr, a new coach? I don't, I don't get it. Andrew Bogut still... The same things that sunk them last year and broke my heart. Why would they not sink them this year, Dan? In terms of... Well, I, I Bogut think that, getting hurt, nobody yeah. to protect the rim... I, I like their roster. I'm, I mean, I, I like what they have in terms of all pieces. Yeah, Bogut's important, but I think if Curry continues to ascend and the rest of the pieces do as well, I don't think they're going to depend on him as much. I mean, as we've seen, you don't necessarily need a straight-up rim protector to win it all. The Spurs showed us that. You don't need someone, a dominant rim protector anymore in the NBA. It's not necessary. But with Curry, but with Thompson, guys like Draymond Green, and everyone on the team, Harrison Barnes, they fill the roles nicely. That's what I like. And it's going to be easy for a 
rookie coach to come in there because everybody fits. No one's clamoring. I, I don't think, at least publicly, no one's clamoring for more time, stepping on anyone's toes. It's a good team. It's a very, very good team, and I like the chemistry. I just like the feel-good thing around it, and rookie coach, yeah. I think that's overrated. Uh, Steve Kerr's been there. He's done it all. I, I liked it a year ago. Okay, so way, I... Way to, way to take credit for Dan's pick, I'm just going to say. No, no, I'm saying I liked it a year ago, was ruthlessly disappointed. And it's I'm just sure, as much... Sure as sugar, not picking him again. The other teams, like not picking the Clippers, not picking the Spurs to repeat, and not picking the Thunder, as much as it is picking uh, the Warriors, too. Well, nice, nice transition to me because my prediction for the NBA Finals is your Oklahoma City Thunder coming in at a five seed after Durant misses the first eight to 12 weeks. Uh, go with the best player in the Western Conference to lead his team through the playoffs. I know they didn't make a lot of offseason moves, but I'm one of those people who thinks that Durant actually not playing those first eight to 12 weeks will force some of these younger players to develop. I love Steven Adams taking more time from Kendrick Perkins. Mm-hmm. And I like the idea because I think he actually has the potential to be that rebounder, rim protector, and he's got a mean streak. I love, actually, I, I kind of love Steven Adams. Best mm-hmm. thing to come out of New Zealand since the Lord of the Rings trilogy. And. <laughs> Um, from the Eastern Conference, yeah, I'm all in on the Washington Wizards. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. But the team, and I've talked about that before, why? so I'm not going to go into it. But I will say a team that nobody's mentioned that I think is going to win their division that I think we're all sleeping on a little bit is the Brooklyn Nets. Um, I actually think the Nets are going to do for a nice little bounce back year. Brooke Lopez is healthy. Uh, they, right now. For now. For now. Okay. But they have some very nice pieces. They're in an insanely weak conference. And I actually don't even think uh, that the Knicks are going to make the playoffs, which kind of always hurts as a New Yorker boy. But So I'm going Wizards Thunder. We'll be back right after this with awards Wizards predictions. Don't move. Dave Zirin will be right back with more Edge of Sports Radio. You're listening to Edge of Sports Radio with Dave Zirin. Left my wallet in El Segundo, of course, by Tribe Called Quest. We're back here on Edge of Sports. The Tribe Called Quest documentary, a favorite of mine, directed by Michael Rappaport, who also directed When the Garden Was Eden about the Knicks in the early 70s on 30 for 30. Coach, wanted to give you a quick second, give you a quick 30 for 30 review of that. What did you think? Left me wanting and disappointing, Dave. Talk to me. I was a teenager in all those years man i followed that team so i did not i, fe- I felt I, f- I was so excited and, and so much anticipation for this project mm-hmm. and then it left me with the thing that, thinking that the young producer wanted to do everything and end up doing nothing and as it relates to new information mm-hmm. yep. i mean i knew about Walt in the 36 i knew about willis only scoring four points and in, in, you know and um of course and, and, and here's another thing another thing that, that i as a ancillary thing he didn't have any score or music that underlined that that particular time. It's, mm-hmm. And he could have that very easily with the Garden Walt uh, Monroe. Another thing, he didn't break down, uh, do a good job of uh, giving us a lot of logic and insight. For example, he says, "Oh well, anyway, they picked up uh, Lucas. They traded for Lucas, and they traded for Monroe. No reason why, no insight why, no where, mm-hmm. why was the trades made." Uh, another one that I really thought was blasphemous was that. The Nick, the Knicks and Bullets had wars, seven game, seven season wars that mm-hmm. they split, seven seven game series wars that they split, and he showed ten seconds footage from combined of those two series where they beat the um, Bullets on the way to their first title and the Bullets knocked them out the second year. That was Gus Johnson, the Busher, Ansel yeah. Reed, Frazier Monroe, Hayes. on and on and on. 
Um, no, Hayes wasn't there. Elvin Hayes wasn't on the no. Washington team. Hayes, Hayes came later. Oh my bad. Um, so you know, so I, I, I it left me wanting uh, and saying, oh, you're right. "Nice try. I'm glad I watched, but it didn't it didn't feed me anything new." I, See, I, I'm, if, I'm curious if they, about yours. If they had had more information, I would have known Elvin Hayes wasn't on that team. <laughs> Damn it! All right, Coach. This is Michael Rappaport's fault. I there's so much that's Michael Rappaport's fault in this world. So, Coach. <laughs> yes, sir. MVP of the league. Wait, wait. I want to hear your take. On MVP? No, on uh, on 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 thirty thirty, real quick. Uh, I thought it left me wanting, and, and it was disappointing. I mean, I wanted much more insight into what made the teams. Thank you. As fluid as they were, everyone talks about. I grew up in New York, yes, and I was too young to see those teams. And I grew up always hearing about how those teams played ball the right way, shared the ball, they were able that. to make it work. They and did I didn't that. feel like I got strategic insight about yes. how they were able to make that happen. Assembled the whole nine yards, yes, sir. And were assembled, and why they were assembled. Like I wanted much more of a blueprint. Then I got, like, frankly, the Bad Boys documentary did it Thank so you. much better. Yes, sir. Like, why yes, they sir. made the choices they made, yes, why they got the players they got, the pieces coming together. It was like watching Voltron come together to form the Bad Boys. You didn't really get that out of the Knicks thing. It left me wanting and disappointing. Mm. Coach. Yes, sir. MVP with Durant out. I mean, give me a – and with the whole narrative of going home to Northeast Ohio, it really is LeBron versus the field. Yes, who do you like for MVP this year? Would you take LeBron or would you take the field? Uh, I'll take the field with uh, Blake Griffin. Oh, that's, that's a very sharp pick. Mm-hmm. Can't, Mark, what about you? I'm well, going to have to take chalk. Um, the way that it's set up, LeBron's going to have a huge amount of assists. Kyrie's going to have a lot of spot-up shooting uh, in that, and I think that those numbers with his amount of scoring, LeBron's got it. So you're LeBron on the chalk. Dan, yep. what about you? I think I know where you're going, Dan. You tipped your hand last round. <laughs> As I mentioned Rondo. last time, Steph Curry. Steph Curry. <laughs> I, th- I, th- I think it's his time. I think his narrative is being built up enough where – any sort of success that the Warriors have, and as you heard in my predictions, I think they're going to go to the NBA Finals, that if they can get a top two seed, I think that's enough because I don't know if anyone, enough people are picking him there. So he raises his team high enough, most mm-hmm. valuable player. Yeah, going Blake Griffin on that. I think LeBron shares enough that mm-hmm. it actually keeps his statistics somewhat static. Blake Griffin, that's another narrative right there about yeah. the Clippers coming back from Sterling. They're going to get their piece of the narrative of this NBA season. I'm with Coach. I'm Blake Griffin. That was mine. Rookie of the year, Coach. This one, to me, is even chalkier than MVP. Jabari Parker or the field? Oh, the field. Parker's where is he? In Milwaukee? Milwaukee. He'll get a ton of shots. Doesn't matter. He'll get so many (laughs) shots, Coach. So many shots. Coach, anybody else, even though in a situation that looks remotely yeah. As good as Parker's, who? Uh, uh, he's in a beautiful spot here. Doug McDermott is he mm-hmm. can feel it, and he's in a good spot if if Rose stays healthy. And he, and he I guess he's got to ramp up his McDermott, defense. Doug McDermott, the Creighton All American, yeah. going to the Bulls. That's what you're saying. He, he he's he's got a shot because I'm telling you. Well, he's got a shot literally. I mean, the boy can feel it. Yeah, he can. And he's just got to find and drift to find a wing. Then again, I'll be talking about Dun Dunleavy 2.0. So, but I, I I like the man. I like him, and he's in a great great spot. Team that's going to be on a lot of TV, a lot of primetime events. If Rose is healthy, he's going to just stand in the corner, bomb away, and uh, he's in a good spot. I've said it three times now. Interesting. Mark, Jabari Parker of the field. I mean, uh, Par- Parker is pretty – it's clear why he's the chalk. I think that there's something to be said about Andrew Wiggins being underrated going into the season. Mm-hmm. His defensive ability, if he's able to kind of use that and, and be this kind of spot-up defensive specialist and kind of get some notoriety based on that, 
I don't know. I, I I think that there's there's a possibility for him to kind of come in as a dark horse, which is shocking. Yeah, that the number one pick would be your rookie of the year, dark yeah. horse. Very interesting. What about you, Danger Stan? I'm going to go with the field, but someone that has been mentioned, Julius Randle of the LA Lakers, mm-hmm. I think will Fair. win. I think he's by far the most uh, polished player on offense, and he's really one of the only big man uh, coming out uh, for, from college. That's I think he's going to perform really well. Are, are you saying that if he doesn't, then he's an idiot? Like like Kobe Bryant would say, no. no. Oh, come on now. Oh. I, that, 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 the Kobe discussion is separate altogether. <laughs> All together, yeah. That's a whole separate discussion. <laughs> I'll tell you this: uh, the idea of Kobe letting somebody have enough shots to be Rookie of the Year might be a discussion worth having. <laughs> you know, let me tell you something. If I felt a little more settled onto what his game actually was, I'd be inclined to say, "Don't sleep on Dante Exum, six no. foot ten, Utah Jazz will have an opportunity playing guard." He's supposed to be off the chain, but I can't speak with enough knowledge about it. I mean, to me, it's like, look, anytime you have a Jabbar in Milwaukee, you have to give that a lot of birth. And Jabari Parker is going to be in a situation where they are going to need him to score 20 points a night. And I don't know. I, I, heard, I read this interesting interview with Coach K talking about how Jabari Parker was actually injured all year yes. playing for Duke and that he's healthy in high now. High school, too. And even injured, though, I mean, averaging 19 a game in the ACC is no joke. Uh, Michael Carter-Williams was rookie year last year, right? Yes. And he won 11 games. Okay, so, because, I mean, Milwaukee's going to win, what, 25 days? Yeah, I mean, they'll have Larry Sanders back. Uh, so there's they've got some something there in Milwaukee where, but I think their ceiling is 30 games. Mm-hmm. So, Honestly, I mean, Jason they, they, they Kidd coaching. To, yeah. They gave it to a point guard that won 11 games. I guess they can give it to Parker, who's going to get 20, even though he's going to shoot 41%. Yes. Okay, so here's an interesting one about comeback player of the year, and because I, I did want to talk a little bit about Kobe. Uh, they don't even do. It's interesting. They do most improved player now. They don't. They stopped doing comeback player of the year in the mid '80s because they realized that they kept giving them to people who had cocaine addictions <laughs> and had this. No, it's true. It's true. Like yeah. if you look at like there were like five comeback players of the year, and three of them had serious drug problems, like Michael Ray Richardson, Bernard King, both of them coming back from cocaine issues. Mm -hmm. And so they said, yeah, we can't do this anymore. But I still like comeback player of the year. To me, that's better than most improved player because that's usually just who has a shot to play in a new location. Give me comeback player of the year any day. Here's an interesting question. Derek Rose or Kobe Bryant? Wow. Mm. Who would be comeback player of the year if you have a comeback player of the year? I know a lot of this is on what we don't know, which is health. But based on what we do know, Coach, who would be more likely to be your comeback player of the year, Derek Rose or Kobe Bryant? Rose, because if he's healthy, Chicago's going to the finals, um, to the Eastern Conference finals before they lose to my Charlotte Hornets. But uh, <laughs> but and Kobe, if, if, if he's healthy, this, the ceiling for the Lakers is what, 25 to 30 games? 32? And this Lakers team looks horrific. Right, 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 right. I so, mean, that's an I mean, are we – Overstating how bad the Lakers are going to be, though, that's Car- a real question. I Carlos Boozer, Jeremy Lin. Yeah. I don't know, <laughs> is, man. Is, is Lin the two option on that team? Uh, Lin, what? no. It, it would have to be, I think, Boozer and even Randall uh. would have to be get the ball more than Lin. I mean, gee whiz, is wow. it that bad? Like what about Swaggy P? Swaggy P's injured to start the year. Oh my god. Yeah, Kobe right. broke his thumb. That that's how that team's going to go. Oh jeez, Kobe's <laughs> just going to keep breaking people's body parts. <laughs> 
until until he's standing astride <laughs> their bones, sucking on the marrow of Julius Randle. All right, oh, Dave, go so, talk to you, talk to <laughs> talk to me. My out of the two back player of the year, Rose. His, I mean, the story is like written already before it's happened. Two underrated ones that uh, in terms of coming back from injuries, I think Brooke Lopez and then also mm. Al Horford. Horford oh, was yeah. putting up huge numbers last year and then, nice, until he tore his nice. yeah tore his pectoral for the second time, which never happens. I mean, it's not going to happen again. Those are two clearly. Big... As Mark is getting ready for his fantasy draft, very much up, so. Uh, Al Horford. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I don't. I don't. I got to tell you guys, I don't even have the Hawks making the playoffs out of the East myself. Wow. But what that, about that, Miami? That's oh, you better believe I do. Okay. I have the Heat. I have the Heat as a dark horse team actually doing very nicely. Luol Deng. Chris Bosh, Dwayne Wade, people what, what, with stuff. Can Wade, to, can Wade be in a consideration for a comeback player of the year? I mean, we mean the fact that he'll decide to be awake this year? Well, yeah, and, and play more than 30 games. Yeah, I think he – I think, frankly, I think Dwayne Wade's reputation is at stake this year. Yeah, I mean, you know, the headaches, the knees, the chest, what? the arm, <laughs> Everything. all those things. Which well, was just excuses to, to, to get him healthy for the playoffs, and then he didn't do anything. But. Yeah, and what about you, Dangerous Dan? Who are you thinking? If it's between those two, it's Derrick Rose all the way. Mm-hmm. Do you do you think the narrative on Kobe just isn't good at this point? I mean, it's crazy you have this ESPN story dropping. Yep. It's so interesting. I got it. How much time we got left in this segment, Dan? Talk Less than me. a minute. Less than a minute. All right. Straight. I'm the first of all, very straight up. Out of the East, I got <laughs> it's Derek Rose, of course. Out of the East, I have the Cavs, the Bulls, the Wizards, the Heat, Charlotte, the Raptors, Nets, and Detroit. Making the playoffs, led by Stan Van Gundy and Andre Drummond. Mm-hmm. And in the in the West, this was very tough, but I have the Clippers, the Spurs, Oklahoma City, Golden State, the Mavericks, the Grizzlies, and the Pelicans nice. over the Suns. So wait, did make, you say Memphis? No Dallas? No, I said Grizzlies and I said Mavericks. Yeah. Oh, you did? Okay. All right, man, I'll just say. Okay. And so this is what's happening. And the other thing that I have to say is that I think that Kobe is going to have more of a honeymoon this year than people think. People are trying to bury this man, but you can't bury Kobe Bryant. No, you can't. He's the Terminator. Yep. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? There's nothing like him. Hey, this is Edge of Sports Radio. I'm just, we'll be back right after this. Talk World Series with Ben Shapiro. Dave Zirin will continue with Edge of Sports Radio after the break. Dave Zirin returns on Edge of Sports Radio, where sports and politics collide. Boom, we're back here on Edge of Sports Radio talking World Series with the commentator, the columnist, the man himself from MassLive.com. His name is Ben Shapiro. Ben, how you doing, sir? I'm doing well. How you guys doing today? Good. I'm here with Coach. I'm here with Mean Mark, here with Dan Baker. We got a ton of questions on this. I mean, first, I mean, it's one game to one. How do you read the series right now? Well, my prediction was was Giants in six. So I read the series as, uh, I guess, going as planned. Look, I think Kansas City sort of surprised the Giants last night. I don't think uh, the Giants expected them to really wear down TV that way. I certainly don't think they expected them to uh, hit their bullpen in the manner that they did. So I think that was a a bit of a shock to the Giants. But I, I still feel like ultimately the Giants have the upper hand here. Obviously, they're heading back home for three games. I feel like they, they have the edge as far as experience, the edge as far as uh, manager goes, and they've got the home field as well. I'm glad you mentioned manager because like most of America, probably not you, Ben, but like most of America, I'm like learning this Royals team on the fly and figuring out who these guys are and what's going on and also reading a lot of Kansas City blogs. And one thing I keep getting and keep coming back to in my own mind is an honest confusion about whether or not Ned Yost is a good manager. 
Because on the one hand, you feel like he has to be to get the team this far and have this much success in the playoffs. But there's so much Yoast is going to be Yoast out there. Or you must be Yoasting. And just a, like the reverence with which Bruce Bo- Bochy is held compared to Yoast. I mean, it's really stunning. So in your mind, Ned Yoast, what kind of manager tactician is he? Bochy's not quite as amazing as people have made him out to be. Yoast isn't quite as terrible as people have made him out to be. But that doesn't mean that there's still not an advantage tilted in Bochy's favor. Yoast is a is a decent manager. I think, look, I think one thing that's clear is, is he's got his players believe in him. Uh, his players like him. I, I, that's not something that you can you know, quantify with modern statistics, but I do think it's very important. Uh, it's not always important because we know that there have been teams where that, that have really, you know, openly uh, quarreled with their manager and still won. You can, you know, obviously the Yankees are the most well-known, but, uh, but the Yankees of the late 70s, obviously. But, but Yost, he does have a good connection with his players, but he also doesn't always make uh, logical decisions. But then again, uh, sometimes I think that is offset by the fact that his players step up in situations that they might not be statistically predicted to step up in. On the flip side, I feel like Bochi has not only uh, a lot of his players believing in him, but he also makes more sound decisions. Mm. We're here on Edge of Sports Radio talking to Ben Shapiro. I mean, Mark, let me throw this to you here. Mm-hmm. I mean, but based on what, what Ben Shapiro is saying, I mean, who do you think has the advantage right now in this series? Well, I, I think I think it's tough. I, I think that both teams uh, come in with, with uh, definite weaknesses. And I, I kind of wanted to throw this to you, uh, Ben. It's the for the first time in memory the strongest unit uh, that I that's on the Kansas City Royals right now is by far their bullpen with yep. Herrera with Davis with Holland and I can't remember a World Series team where there are a lot of question marks but one question mark just isn't uh, is not their bullpen can a, can a team win a World Series with that being their best unit absolutely look uh, you could make a strong case that the uh, the Yankees the late nineties uh, you know they never had a Cy Young winning starting pitcher. Hmm. On, on those teams, they had some very solid veterans. But that bullpen, whether it was Wetland and Rivera or Rivera and Stanton and Nelson, that bullpen, they, they shortened games also. And going all the way back into the, uh, the late 80s, the A's teams that made three World Series in a row, uh, yes, they had Dave Stewart, yes, they had Bob Welch, but they also had uh, the same Gene Nelson, but Rick Honeycutt and Dennis Eckersley at his, uh, at his peak as a, as a closer. So that was a pretty. Those were those were teams that maybe the bullpen to starting pitching ratio wasn't quite as dramatically uh, dramatic as it is in Kansas City right now. But make no question about it, the bullpen played a major role in getting those A's teams to where they were. So I do think that uh, the Royals bullpen is fantastic, but I, I also don't think it's it's the first time we've seen that. And then the other thing is, and obviously after last night. Uh, this is not going to sound quite as valid, but heading into the World Series, uh, the Giants' bullpen earned run average in the postseason was actually lower than the Royals' bullpen earned run mm-hmm. average. Now that's that's not that's not not where it's at right now. But uh, but the Giants' bullpen is certainly nothing to sneeze at. And if you if you remove Hunter Strickland from the equation, the bullpen is still superior. So uh, the Giants' bullpen, I think, is a little bit underrated. They've been slightly overshadowed. By the uh, by, the Royals pen and the Royals pen also has the flashy numbers, the strikeout numbers out of the Kansas City. The hundred mile an hour fastballs. 
Right. You know, and Wade Davis and Holland, they strike out a ton of batters. So does Kelvin Herrera. It, it is interesting to me that the bullpen, he's right about those Yankees teams, certainly, mm-hmm. especially like the Nelson, Stanton, Rivera, and all those. But you also felt like that the Yankees had this constellation of players that the bullpen was built around. Right. Uh, not just Jeter, but players like like Tino Martinez and Bernie Williams and Jorge Posada. I mean, these guys were, were rock stars. Mm-hmm. But I wonder if that has more just to do with the market. Like maybe if Kansas City was in New York, we'd be talking about Eric Hosmer like we would talk about some of these other folks. Ben, going back to you here, um, at the start yeah. of these uh, playoffs, like before the playoffs even began, would you have been shocked to have been told that it was going to be a Giants-Royals finale? Giants would not have shocked me that much. I, they, they weren't my pick, but it certainly wouldn't have floored me at all, given the uh, the team's history and, and the makeup of the club. Royals would have surprised me, but maybe not quite as much as uh, as some. But I definitely was not was not kicking Kansas City. Um, in fact, I, I thought they might lose to Oakland, but uh, but at the same time, I did think the American League was kind of wide open in as much that Baltimore had all these injury issues. So did Los Angeles. They weren't you know playing up with with the the team that really got them there without Garrett Richards. Uh, they didn't have much experience as far as Trout went, uh, you know. And, and then I felt like Oakland was obviously playing, you know, they were obviously playing terrible baseball. And Detroit just has not been able to put it together. Mm. No, I know. And, and those, what we thought were decisive trades uh, for names like David Price and John Lester, those ended up not being decisive. I mean, I think a lot of teams are taking notice of that. Well, I think the Leicester trade, look, obviously it didn't work out once they got to the playoffs, but if you look at Oakland's record in games that Leicester started once he came over, you could make a case that the Leicester trade actually got them may the have gotten them into the playoffs, yeah. but obviously it didn't, it didn't pan out for them. The price trade really was a, a bit of a flop because I think Drew Smiley's going to be a very, very good pitcher for a number of years at, at low cost. I think Nick Franklin is going to end up being a pretty solid everyday uh, middle infielder for the Rays as well, but they got him from from Seattle. And uh, Price's ERA, even when he was traded, was over four, and it was it was over four with Detroit as well. Uh, they may or may not have him. They will have him for one more season. Whether or not they re-sign him uh, is is a question mark. So uh, that trade really did did not work out. Okay, Mark, you had a question. Yeah, yeah. I guess throwing you in the managerial chair here for a second. Uh, looking forward towards Game 4, uh, Giants, they expect to play Ryan Vogelsong there. Uh, the The big question is the trendy sleeper. Should should they play Yuzmero Petit, who's been lights out, absolutely lights out in uh, bullpen uh, through the playoffs so far, or do they stick with the rotation as is? I think you stick with the rotation as is because the, the role that Petit has been lights out in is one of, of of longer relief. So if Vogelsong comes in and is is not great, which is is likely, uh, I think you've got the option to bring a guy in there and basically do what what some teams have done as the you know the Astros actually played this game for a while uh, this year going down the stretch, and so did the Angels actually down the stretch when they lost Garrett Richards. Is they would they would start, I think it was uh, Kevin Jepsen out of the bullpen, mm-hmm. let him go two or three innings, and then just go to the bullpen for the whole game, right? They'd, they'd basically just pitch two or three guys for two or three innings each until they got to the late innings, and then if they were ahead, they'd bring in the uh, the scheduled setup and closer. 
uh, that's actually worked, and I think you may see Bochi do something like that, especially in a National League ballpark where you know you're you're getting the the, the pitcher to hit at a that's going to be obviously a disadvantage offensively. So you're tempted to pinch hit anyway. Mm. Dan, you have a question for Ben. I know it's really early in his career. This is more of a broad question, but if the Giants were to win the World Series, would Buster Posey would he take place as would he be the greatest Giant of all time? All right, how about this? What's I mean, Buster I, Posey's ceiling? If I'll rephrase the question, his ceiling is very high. Even if they lose the World Series, his ceiling is very high because you're talking you've about written about this. a 27 year old catcher that's already won MVP and Rookie of the Year, and made two All-Star teams, and has already won two World Series rings, I think his ceiling, regardless of, he, he could go O for the rest of the World Series, and his ceiling is still fairly stratospherical, because you're talking about a guy that could play for the next eight to ten years, and, and who knows what else he can do, but if, if his uh, resume up till now is any indication, it's going to be impressive. Uh, as far as greatest giant of all time goes, that bar is fairly high when you're talking about a team that's had Willie Mays, Willie McCovey, uh, and, and of course Barry Bonds all, all play for uh, for the team. Yeah, I mean, when you talk about Mays and Barry Bonds, uh, if you remove anabolics from the discussion, you're talking about that's the debate between who's the greatest all-around player in the history of baseball. I mean, I don't think Buster Posey ever gets in that discussion by the nature even of the position that he plays. Obviously, if the Giants were to do something outrageous like win another four World Series uh, while Posey was there, I don't think he'd enter into the maze. Did we lose Ben again? Discussion, but you'd start to you'd there we start go. to have the Yogi Berra type of discussion. That's interesting. Hey, well, go go to you, me, Mark. Yeah, uh, looking towards the future. I mean, the Giants at this point, they're very clearly ha- a consistent force. They're, they've been to the playoffs. They've been to the World, World Series multiple times. Is this repeatable for the Royals? Is is this uh, one mm. good run that they're going to look back on and be the one time they've made it, or is this something that can be built on? Uh, I think it's going to be real tough because they're they're going to lose Shield. I don't think. Yeah. Unless uh, that one bad start ends up negatively impacting his market value to the point where he's going to take an offer from the Royals that I just don't think we'll be able to uh, compete with with bigger market teams. They're going to lose Shield. And while I like Ventura a lot, uh, the real issue here is I just don't know if you can count on guys like Vargas and Guthrie to, uh, to shore up the rest of the rotation to get you there. And then the bullpen... You know, these bullpen guys are great, but can they do this every year is another real question. Holland is obviously the real deal, but his salary is going to start to go up via arbitration. Davis, Herrera, uh, they're they're there for a while, but they're also going to start to get uh, raises. And Kansas City, look, people talk about them as the small market underdog, but in reality, they're they're kind of like a, you know, I mean, I'm sure Dave knows more about this than I do even, but... The fact of the matter is, their owner is, is a former CEO of Walmart. So yep. they're, they're a, a wealthy David team Dane that Glass. Just chooses, exactly. They just choose to not spend money and pocket the profits. And, you know, Sounds they, very they Walmart. Afford, they could have afforded. <laughs> right, exactly. They could have afforded to be better years ago, and, you know, they, they haven't been able to do it. Look, Alex Gordon's got one more year left on his contract. I'd be shocked if he was in a royal uniform uh, by two, in 2016. So unless Hosmer, Butler, and Moustakis uh, really develop into the kind of players that people thought they would be for full seasons, not just the postseason, 
then this team's got some issues. Mm. His name is Ben Shapiro. Ben, thanks so much for joining us on Edge of Sports Radio, buddy. Guys, thanks for having me on. Have a great week. And Ben Shapiro, he always brings it strong. So good. Mm-hmm. Always feels smarter after we have him on the show, <laughs> which is really what it's all about, educating me. Yeah, that's true. That's what it's all that's about. That's the point of the show. we yeah. got to go to break. We'll be back right after this to wrap up the show. Edge of Sports Radio with Dave Zirin. We'll return after this. Edge of Sports Radio returns. Here's Dave Zirin. Boom, we're back here on Edge of Sports Radio. What a bizarre show. A show where Dan Baker <laughs> says that Buster Posey is going to be seen someday as better than Willie Mays and Barry Bonds. And a show where Coach Kevin McNutt says that the Charlotte, what are they, the Hornets, the Bobnets, the, the Horncats, the Charlotte Horncats are going to the NBA final. Coach, I got to just give you a chance to back off of this, man. That's right. Uh, I'm giving you a chance. <laughs> Charlotte Horton Cats NBA Finals. Are you sure you want to stand with this coach? You know, it's very hard for me to. I must admit, because you know how much me and you don't don't do Michael Jordan. No, and LeBron is my Jordan. number two player behind Durant, and Kyrie's my number three that I dig in best in the NBA. Kyrie has looked amazing this preseason. That's my guy. By the That's way. my guy. I've been on him ever since Duke days. But anyway, but no, I don't. I don't do over. I'm a baller, man. I'm staying my pick, and I will. I will with consider it only if you people. Whoa. Back off of my man, Jameis Winston, after going 16 for 18, 181 in a touchdown on the brightest stage of them all, and not to mention his leadership qualities are unparalleled in the win over Notre Dame. Never. You take that nonsense Never. you guys brought up last week back Never. then, I oh, might consider a change my, my top 20 pick. Oh, oh, oh. oh how about that, that for turning Notre the Notre Dame was so gassed. That game was in, not gassed. No, Notre Dame Passing also outplayed Florida State. Top oh, that, that won the ball that game, game, and my man That James game on a neutral field, mm-hmm. on a neutral field, Notre Dame wins by a touchdown uh, okay. in South Bend. Come on, Notre Dame and also blame that the touchdowns. referee should have made that call, too. You guys are ridiculous. I mean, just because it was the correct call doesn't make it any less than ridiculous. So wait a minute. they didn't call it all a game. So as a coach, you first have to assume all, you can th- do that. Th- first of all, just talk about you give it to me in one and give it to me in the other is nonsense because every call is independent. Secondly, if you say that you don't make the call, then you have cheated Florida State because uh, they were offended. Oh, uh, gee. God forbid that Free the, the Shoes rule, University wait, 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 ever get no, cheated. No, no, let me finish. God you forbid that Seminole Nation, I, I got to that say this. paragon why, of virtue, why is not? Cheated. Why is not nobody looking at the coaching staff they had the proper play called, and it was surely a touchdown. But why wasn't your players fundamentally sound and taught not to pick by using their arm? He had on, on two players they can call the, uh, the flag on. That's a good why question. Why are we talking about that instead of blaming care. the referee for saying Please. you don't call that here? I'll blame the Get referee every time, especially the one in the studio. Hey, for Love Coach, Did I change me, Mark Barry, Zarin, we are out that? of here. Peace! How about that? How about that? <laughs> Edge of Sports Radio, where sports and politics collide. Tune in next week and go to edgeofsports.com. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. 
Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.